0: day to you listener out there in the twitterverse and podcast i am the royal podcaster here to tell you that ever since prince harry is it prince harry right uh i i i i'm going to qualify the statement by saying that i don't pay enough attention to uh, really, royal anything? I'm I'm American. We we fought not one but two wars over this. One we instigated. The other one was kind of like a vengeance strike from from the other nation, and and it didn't work out so hot for him. Uh, I haven't cared about royalty since uh, since my inception, uh, which was probably in well, I was born May nineteen eighty nine, so. My inception was probably, what, 88? So, I I haven't cared about royalty, but what? Prince, Prince uh, Harry, right, and uh, Meghan Markle, sure, whatever. They want to quit royal life, and because they want to quit royal life, I feel like everybody should just walk around with British accents now. Uh, with, with how much that people care about it, you know, we should all just walk around... <clears throat> Speaking in um, British accents. However, however we may feel, uh, you know, so, I mean, some people are going to do the Cockney, you know, um, you know. Uh, fuck it, he's gone. Who cares? Is I mean, is he's, is he's, he's, we have a Parliament for Christ's sake? The whole royalty is just a formality thing. Nobody really gives a damn. That's that's what I feel like man. It's uh it's Friday, January seventeenth, two thousand and twenty. Have you guys been doing that? I this is something that uh, I didn't pay a, a, a damn lick of sense to because uh like I I just don't I pay I don't pay attention to these things. These things to me seem like the that whole. The, the boomers on Facebook that post that uh, you know they post that long status about how the pictures are their intellectual property and that you have to post the status so that Facebook can't use your pictures which is complete nonsense you and I know that but you know uh, your your grandmother on Facebook doesn't know that so she she shares it or your grandpa shares it because they don't know the uh i I do a lot of documentation in my job which if you missed a couple episodes ago, I'm not discussing <laughs> details of my job anymore. But in my job, I have to do a lot of documentation that's legal documentation. So uh, date and time are, are biggies. Apparently, you should be writing 2020 out in full. You shouldn't be writing, uh, you know, today's date, for example. You wouldn't write 01 slash 17 slash 20. You would write, uh, you would write it, 2020 that's how you would write it because uh because of fraud if you just write 20 people can add two numbers at the end of it and it can you could be you know defrauded or whatever because people could make it say 2019 or 20 you know 15 or, or 2008 if they want yeah i can you know this is where i don't get it because we did that with um like like all th- All for 2019, for example Anybody could have just made it 1990-whatever You know, obviously it wouldn't have worked With uh, 2018 because Nobody's gonna buy (laughs) You signed this contract in 1875, you know, what the hell Nobody's gonna buy that But, But in 2019, writing just 19 at the end, anybody could have made it A 1990 number and it didn't seem Like it was a big deal like, maybe it was because it was, 19, maybe because the 1990s was, uh, yeah, 1990s, I guess, and 1980s, like, I don't think anybody would have tried to push it back any further, but people could have defrauded you writing 1990. So, I, you know, I don't know, And and Europeans are staring at us like, you Americans don't even write dates right, you know, because they write, like, month, day, year, or year, month, day, or... There's so many crazy concoctions. I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even want to know. But have you seen that? That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, so how are y'all doing? I'm I'm rambling and I'm ranting, and I don't. I in in particular, I really don't give a damn. Uh, because it's my show. Welcome to the FritzCast. If it's your first time, buckle up. You're in for a ride. Um, because I am neither. Democrat or Republican or Conservative or Liberal, I'm Libertarian-ish. Somewhere in the mix there. Um, And that's my perspective of the world. I am 30 years old. That's my bio. I'm a dad. I'm a proud dad to my daughter. You know what? Let me start there because I usually talk about how my previous week was. Today, in fact, was Emory's four-month appointment at the doctor's. I had to take a moment. At the doctors, um, to let that settle in because even the doctor was like, it's been four months already. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Damn. Right. Like what, like what the hell? It's like, she was born yesterday. and Now she's four months old. It's crazy. And that's true. That, that is absolutely how it feels. I finally get this whole, where, where people say your kids don't stay kids that long. Like she's four months old. I know it's only four months old, but in two more months, she's six months old. That's half a year. You know what I mean Before before I know it We're going to be hitting her first birthday And I'm going to be like What happened to the last freaking year It's insanity And it's insanity Because like right now This whole past week I've, I've been on parental leave I'm on parental leave next week So I have extended time with her I do I have extended time to To give my wife breaks Help out around the house You know things of that nature And I get extended time with her, and I love the fact that I get extended time with her. Um, For those of you who don't know, I work midnight to 8. So midnight to 8 a.m. Usually I come home at 8 a.m. I spend about a half hour, maybe an hour with my daughter, and I hit the the can, or I hit the sack, not the can. I do hit the can when I get home, but that's beside the point. I hit the sack, and I, I stay asleep until about, you know, Two thirty, three o'clock, sometimes 4 or 5 o'clock if I'm really, really freaking tired, but I try not to do that. So, during the work week, I, I still do have lots of times. I have an entire late afternoon and evening with with my daughter, and I try to spend as much time as I can with her. Uh, part of that bleeds back to, and I might have said this, I might be overstating this for, for some people. They might have heard this already for like the umpteenth time or whatever, but... To me it's important cuz I grew up my father died when I was 4 years old. And so that's not a lot of time to have with your father. Um because by the time I was 8, I already lived past the amount of time that my father and I could have a relationship and now it's a dozen times over. But I since I never had that connection, I never had that relationship with my father. You know, which is not it's not his fault. It's not his fault he died. <laughs> it's not um, because I didn't have that relationship with my father, I it's very near and dear and deep to me that I have a, a, a deep, impactful, meaning relationship with with my daughter and any future children that that me and my, my wife and I might have. So I spend a lot of time with her. I do, uh, but even so, even having all this time with her, it's crazy to see how fast time goes. It's crazy to see all of the things that happen. I actually posted this in uh, my last database blog, which was uh, earlier in the week, maybe last weekish. at this point. I don't know. I can't keep my day straight sometimes, <laughs> but I posted about uh, how it's crazy. It's really crazy because she she talks and babbles all the time now. Love talking to her. We have very great, deep conversations, mostly led by me. But sometimes led by her. But she has a lot of input. I have no idea what she's saying though. So I fill in the gaps. And, and watching her go from... We used to lay her down on her little play mat and she would just, you know, stay on her back. She couldn't roll over. She can roll over onto her stomach, back onto her back. She can do all that. She's very, very close to crawling. And it, like it's, very, it's so fun to watch them learn and figure things out. Sometimes it sucks because like when she when she can't get the crawling mechanics down and it frustrates her, she you know, she cries. She she gets whiny. And you're you, you want to sit there and you're like you want to encourage her to, you know, crawl, but you can't really help her, you know? She has to learn that on her own. So, you know, it gets a little sad when she gets a little frustrated by it. But watching her put the mechanics together, like she she's gotten she can move she can move around. She can roll over onto her stomach she can kind of change her position on her stomach she just can't move (laughs) but it's very interesting to watch it's very interesting to watch her get handsy with toys she wants to touch toys she wants to play with toys she wants to feel toys she wants to feel my beard like she does that every time i grab her now she grabs a handful of my beard and plays with it and it's cute you know um and it's so fun to watch that stuff it really is. If you're a parent, you know, you already know. If you're an expected parent, this is what you can expect to come. And if you're somebody that doesn't care about kids at all, you just listen to me ramble about how much I love my kid, get over it. It's my show. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, so so I haven't worked for the last week. I've, I've been able to been home. We've gotten the home front straightened up. I'm sitting at my desk. It's been as clean as it's ever been. Uh... For the first time in a long time I've got more Funko Pops than anybody can imagine And I've got more on the way uh, Which will never, ever stop But my George Washington and my Ben Franklin are up front Because of how much of a Americana history buff nerd that I am uh, They're leading the pack of, you know, a bunch of Star Wars and Marvel And uh, Terminator and uh, Supernatural and Meta- all, all sorts of crap I have lots of Funko Pops and my my Lego display to my to my right is, is looking epic. Now I'm getting ready to uh, do some upgrades to get the uh, computer up off the desk, have more desk space for this random junk that I collect. And then I'm actually not committing to this yet, but I'm actually looking at starting video to go along with the audio, just finding different interesting things to do with that, which is why I'm not committed to it yet. I also have my Patreon page up if you want to check it out it's in the description of this link in case you want to donate money chip chip a little money my way you know it's, it's up to you it's not not a not a deep solicitation I don't need your money I don't need your money that's reverse psychology I need your money send me your money kidding kidding if you want to go ahead do it um, I'm trying to find ways to make that more interesting though because you know why just throw me five dollars so I can have five dollars? You know, what, what what do you get out of it? that's what I'm trying to figure out so we also got some uh, guests that are starting to line up. Of course we had Todd Hagopian's episode a couple weeks ago that's been a, a great success from you guys you guys have reached out let us let me know at least I don't know if you've let Todd know on, on his end of things but uh, you guys enjoyed that episode you guys enjoyed guests and that as I stated er- earlier I intend to move forward with at least one guest per month. And I've got a couple people lined up Ready to go uh, Just figuring out who's going to go first You know Well, second, Todd gets the gold medal For first So Now it's now we're seeing who gets the silver medal And then the bronze medal And then there is no more medals You're just coming on the show uh, To come on the show So so all those things are in the work um, And then the video thing Like I said, it's something I'm toying with I'm not 100% Sold on it yet? Uh, so we'll we're gonna play with that and see. I've been perfectly fine for the past couple years rolling with just audio and doing special edition audios and some of that. I did do vlogs for a little bit, not not extensively. We'll see. We'll see what the what 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 happens because YouTube is a better outreach uh, sometimes, and doing video is a better outreach. Periscoping, live streaming, all that stuff. It's stuff that we're gonna look at. Okay. That's, that's what we're going to look at. But that's enough of the updates. We talked about uh what, what Prince Harry and Meghan Markle uh they they want to step away from royal life. Can, can you believe that? What? Harry is Diana's son, right? I could see where you would feel a little dejected from the royal family if you were um Diana's, you know, side lineage whatever. I you know, I, personally I don't know if this is a Meghan Markle like I'm bored with royal life because it's extremely boring. Or if it's a hairy like I I never liked this crap anyway and I went out and Megan's my excuse. I don't know. I don't care. As I said, I'm not obsessed with the royal family as much as the rest of America is. I don't know why America is always always so obsessed. With British royalty Like it's exquisite or something cool We fought a revolution against them, you idiots we, we literally said, fuck that And here we are So, the two biggest things that I can talk about Is one, there was a Democratic debate Just a couple of days ago Which I finished watching yet yesterday or the day before I watched some of it the night of, but I'm, I'm like, I'm a dad slash 30 year old man who sometimes if I'm home and it's nine o'clock and I'm not on my 12 to eight schedule, I go to bed, (laughs) I clock out, you know, I can't help it. I can't help it. I can't help what happens. So I may have clocked out of the debate live and followed up on Hulu the next day to watch the rest of the debate. But for the first time in a while, it was a significantly lesser pool of Democrats on the stage. Um, It went from a diverse body of 20 candidates that included, like, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, who is a woman of color from Hawaii, and uh, Kamala Harris, who is a woman of color from California, and also one of the biggest jailers in United States history. Okay, not, not, not United States history, but she's pretty bad for the whole criminal justice reform that she tried running on she was part of the problem is all I'm saying Uh, we had Cory Booker I am am Spartacus I am Spartacus uh, and I sound like Kermit the Frog crazy Julian Castro Andrew Yang had this big diverse body of people And this debate that just happened, that diverse body, it was still a diverse body. I actually put out a a little meme of the people. It was uh, uh, Tom Steyer, the billionaire, right? Um, Tom Steyer, I'm going to have to find the tweet. Hold on. Yes, yes, this, this was the picture. Tom Steyer, a billionaire, okay? Uh, the next one pictured is Elizabeth Warren, who I dubbed as someone who's about as Native American as I am. Um, Joe Biden, an actual insane person. Uh, Bernie Sanders, a socialist. Uh, Pete Booty Judge, a gay guy. And Amy Klobacher. That's right, Amy Klobacher. She doesn't get any like, special type. Well, maybe like, uh, I don't know, uh a work abuser. <laughs> there you go. Throwing binders at people. That's a, that's a, it, It's a very diverse body of rich, white, old people. <laughs> a very diverse body of rich, white, old people. So that's why. One, two, three, four. Five, six candidates. It, it was finally whittled down to six candidates. And uh, most people wanted to complain about the lack of diversity on the stage. I, it's very weird. Like, I don't... I get. Uh, this is a complicated subject. I, I don't think that the fact that, uh, mind you, the rules were all agreed on. The rules were set, and all the candidates signed off on what the rules and qualifications were. Okay, that that that, that that's something that they've done. Tulsi Gabbard always talks about it being a rigged game. I, you know, I I tend to believe that a little bit. All right. And some of these candidates, like I, I don't even know how it's still six candidates. Some people were complaining about Cory Booker being out, uh, Julian Castro being out, Andrew Yang being out. Uh, they go off of certain polls. They all they all signed. They all agreed to the polls and all that. So that, that's that's aside from aside from the fact that the DNC can cherry pick those polls beforehand. This is agreed on stuff that they went. So anything uh, anything other than that is really. Kind of bullshit In my eyes Uh, That's not to say that they don't have value or merit You know They do But in terms of polling and then electability Like personally Anybody that that is running and doesn't drop Should be on The primary ballots So, And then the votes can speak for themselves So if if Cory Booker Only amasses 3% of the vote Out of a body of you know, 10 candidates or 7 candidates or 6 candidates, whatever it is, if, if Cory Booker only gets 3% of the vote, you can say, you know, ah, discrimination all you want, but it, it, in terms of people's confidence in him and his electability, that's another question. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't think you can turn it into a game like that. But but look at some of these people that are still left-standing, okay? Biden, I expect it to left-standing. He's the Democratic nominee for 2020. I don't... I know it's not settled yet, but there's no, there's literally nothing, no indication to me that Joe Biden isn't going to secure this thing. I think he's going to secure it. I have yet to see something that that, that suggests otherwise. A lot of my friends who like progressivism say it's Bernie Sanders and, and, and Sanders is going to get it hands down. The numbers aren't there. The numbers are not showing that. At all Same goes for Elizabeth Warren They My progressive friends love them These are the superstars to them And I keep trying to tell them that Like They, they are a superstar in an echo chamber only They're, they're not On a grander scale Superstars and, and we'll get into that a little bit more in a minute But Amy Klobacher Don't know how she's still standing on the stage I really don't I, I just do not understand how she's there. Same thing with Tom Steyer. He just—he must love just pissing away money. He has like it's—it's it's literally like he has nothing better to do. It's the same reason Bloomberg's going around. Bloomberg hasn't even been on a debate stage, but I still get little Facebook and Twitter blips about him having a rally somewhere live running for president, when he hasn't been on a debate stage. He hasn't. He hasn't met a polling threshold to be on a debate on a debate stage. He must just love pissing away money. I just, I don't know what else drives these people to keep going. Booty Judge is like a surprise, like I don't want to say dark horse candidate. Um, mostly probably because the Yang Gang thinks Andrew Yang is the dark horse candidate, but again, I don't see him just. Wooshing out of nowhere to take the nomination sorry i I do I think Andrew yang is an interesting person I do I don't agree with his all his political points I don't but I don't see him just surging out of nowhere, coming back into this game. I think your top three are Biden, Warren, and Sanders. booty judge is kind of teetering there on the outset, uh, especially because I think it was in Iowa which is about to about to come up in the primaries. He was actually polling relatively high, I think maybe even a, a point or two higher than Biden. But the votes and and the rest of the election season will tell for that. Interesting thing that happened at that at the debate, though. Um surprisingly weak moments from Joe Biden in my in my book when he talked about the uh, the strike on Iranian General Soleimani, uh, because Joe Biden gets fairly criticized for supporting the Iraq War, number one. Number two, he gets fairly criticized for being part of Obama's administration, which expanded warfare, <laughs> did not really cut back on it, expanded the whole drone bombings and civilian deaths and, you know, all that jazz that... People write off of Obama's ticket because he was popular. So he gets just criticism for being part of Obama's administration. In my book. What does he say about Obama? He's like, well, what does he say about Obama and the strikes that Obama carried out? Oh, it was the Authorization Authorization Use of Military Force Act, the AUMF, which was all last week's episode was about. Thank you, Brian Nichols, for the shout-out. I really... Do appreciate that. He said it was one of my one of my best episodes yet. I poured a lot of work into getting into the AUMF, the details, when it was enacted, what it covered, uh, all that jazz. It was last week's episode. Go check it out if if you're interested in that and you missed it. <clears throat> but Biden Weekly goes, Oh, it was the AUMF that covered it. Well it 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 it, it only covered it because the Congress again, expanded it and allowed it and didn't really challenge it. And now we want to talk about, well, now we're going to challenge it because Trump did it and it was an Iranian general and all that jazz. We can talk about that. We, we absolutely can talk about that. But what is stopping Congress? It seems now more than ever that Congress might actually step up and try to put restrictions or repeal aspects of the AUMF to take a little bit of its power back. But it came to this happening. It came to the president doing something that they didn't want him to do, to do it. They should have had the foresight to not have given him that power, to not give the presidency, the executive branch, that power. But they did. They did, and I still argue right now that they're only doing, that they're only suggesting repealing and and amending that to save face with their bases They're not really interested in doing it Because they like the fact that a president can do it Because it's a political tool now I still believe that So Joe Biden kind of weakly defended it on that But what really, the real interesting thing that came out Of this debate And it was, it's perfect It's like that the media sets this stuff up so perfectly Everybody knows that Elizabeth Warren And uh, Bernie Sanders Our friends and have some kind of friendship pact In which they said they would not attack each other Well, before this debate A news story dropped In which Elizabeth Warren alleged That Bernie Sanders had stated to her In 2018 That a woman could not run for president That a woman couldn't win the presidency More or less That seems kind of shocking Considering that uh, That seems Uncharacteristic of Bernie Sanders Going off of what we know About Bernie Sanders That seems highly uncharacteristic Of Bernie Sanders to say Especially considering That he folded like a lawn chair And supported Hillary Clinton In the 2016 election Granted Maybe his opinion changed Because of that I don't know But that's what was alleged. Then, then news stories came out of Elizabeth Warren's um, staffers saying that, oh yeah, she exaggerates stories all the time. Which, considering the fact that she went around exaggerating the fact that she was a Native American Indian, kind of gives credence to the fact that Warren may be telling bullshit. Or at least spin in the story in such a way that it gives her a little more credibility or power. I think that's fair. I think it's a fair assessment, considering that she went as far as to take a DNA test, which found that she was what? 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 one thousand one, 1,024th of an Indian, which is about as Indian as I am. I actually might even be more Indian, because I have, in my direct ancestry, a Native American either grandmother or great-grandmother. It's not saying much because considering the fact that America was colonized by a bunch of white Europeans and the Indians were attacked and belittled and berated and killed and raped and you know, all sorts of things, yeah, there's there's people have lots of Indian in them because of the history of the area. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't go around parading, I'm a Native American Indian, even though I might even have that direct lineage and I might have a, a larger percentage to go off of because culturally speaking I, I know nothing I, I know jack all about my alleged Indian heritage and I'm not particularly interested in taking a 23andMe and submitting my da- DNA to a database somewhere and finding clone fritz in 10 years when some evil company has done that I know it's a crazy scenario probably wouldn't actually ever happen but I still fear it. (laughs) I still very much fear that that's what all the 23andMe stuff's doing and everybody's going to be slowly replaced with clones of themselves. And uh, Not really. I'm being facetious, you bastards. All right? (laughs) Seriously. So, Warren, this story drops before the debate. Then they actually question Bernie about this. In fact, I want to play the little sequence of the questioning because I was a little bit surprised by how this worked. You're saying that you never told Senator Warren that a woman could not win the election. That is correct. Senator Warren, what did you think when Senator Sanders told you a woman could not win the election? I disagreed. Now this pissed me off. And this pisses me off too because first off, the moderator asked Bernie Sanders, you know, verbatim, you're saying that you did not say this to Elizabeth Warren. What does Bernie say? Bernie, what did you say? Uh, I said that is correct. I did not say that to Elizabeth Warren. Right. But then what does the moderator ask Bernie, or what does the moderator and then immediately ask Elizabeth Warren? She says, what did you think when Bernie said that to you? hold the phone, pause, time out I, I absolutely, I don't get, I say it didn't happen, I say I didn't say that, then all of a sudden they are asking her how she felt when I said the thing that I said I did not say I know I know, I know, crazy Bernie, crazy, thanks for being here by the way P- pleasure uh, to be here even even briefly and abruptly but thank you anyway but how did how did you feel after that Bernie well, I, honestly I felt like you know me and Elizabeth are, are good friends we uh we we signed the little pact that we would not attack each other and here she is saying that I said um, this uh, statement which is um, you know bullshit I'm a little surprised that you're cursing, but oh, can you blame me? Can you blame me? I cannot blame you. I cannot blame you at all. I don't understand where uh, where they were coming off of. And then it be- Twitter and the internet turned this whole they spun this whole thing into a believe all women slash Me Too movement thing, in which you know you know hey. Elizabeth Warren told her truth. No, 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 no. Stop. Because somebody was lying about this. It was either Bernie Sanders, whom, Bernie, I, you are a lot of things. You're a kooky socialist and I don't like your policies, but I'm not sure I could coin you as a liar. Thank you, Fritz, and uh, I'm going to take my bow out after this because the campaign trail is very important. And uh, I thought I had friends, but apparently now I don't. Well, I thank you, Bernie. Thank you for for coming. Uh, see yourself out, and we'll have you on shortly. Hopefully, a little more extensively than just you know a, a five second clip or whatever. But absolutely. Um, absolutely somebody was telling a lie here and this statement that that Warren is alleging that Bernie said I don't believe he said those exact words I don't believe he said I I do not believe he said that he believes that a woman could not win the presidency he might have said it would be harder for a woman against Donald Trump he might have said that the odds were greater but I sincerely doubt That he said verbatim that a woman could not win the presidency. And I absolutely wouldn't write it past Elizabeth Warren to have exaggerated such a story to try to get the upper hand over Bernie. Although she did have the audacity to approach him after the debate, there was an audio put out immediately after the debate was done up and this is what was said still ringing at the end of the democratic debate in iowa last night the simmering feud between elizabeth warren and bernie sanders suddenly boiled over So they i think you called me a liar on national tv what i think you called me a liar on national no. tv let's not do it right now you want to have that discussion we'll have that Anybody? discussion you called me you told me all right let's not do it now. i don't want to get no i just want to say hi bernie yeah good let's treat this okay she walked away funny as hell tom steyer just just i don't want to get in the argument i just want to say hi bernie (laughs) fucking tom steyer man he's up there pissing away millions of dollars on a presidential nomination that he's nowhere near getting and he's i just want to say hi bernie (laughs) you hate me and you hate everything that i stand for but hi (laughs) so stupid So Elizabeth Warren walks up. Bernie goes to shake her hand, and she refuses to shake his hand and says that little, I I think you called me a liar on national TV. Yeah. Yeah, he did call you a liar on national TV, a freaking liar. Like, what do you want him to say? One of you is lying, and, and, and one of you also drug out a whole Native American, I'm a Native American story, which... pretty much the way you use it. It was patently false. So yeah, you know what? You're a freaking liar. Get over it. That's all I got to say about that big controversial issue. (laughs) Uh, And then, and then the impeachment stuff, right? So let's, let's break this down. I shared some clips on Twitter and I, I went on to say that I, I don't know how you people can't watch some of this stuff and think, Ugh it's kind of cultish because there was this big signing ceremony for the Articles of Impeachment which was Nancy Pelosi, she's laughing, she's signing things with a pen and she's passing a pen around and they're holding that pen like it's a trophy. Right? Ugh I signed the articles of impeachment here that I'm gonna del- that that's gonna be hand delivered to the Senate with this pen. Let's auction this pen off for 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 you know hundreds of thousands of dollars on the internet because this is a big historic moment. Like, okay. Kind of (laughs) cultish. Kind of cultish. But if that wasn't cultish enough, C-SPAN, probably other news agencies too, but I I have to credit C-SPAN because I saw it. It was, they're holding the articles of of impeachment like it's the Bible, (laughs) and they're walking it across the, the floors to to go to the Senate chambers to deliver them. And it was like a minute and a half of them just walking this stuff and it's a line of them walking throughout the Capitol building getting ready to go drop off like and it was this big ceremonial thing and I'm like how how are you how can you watch this and not think oh man this is kind of cultish. <laughs> I don't know what to think of this. I just feel like I'm not safe. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> It's very weird, and all that jazz. So they drop off the uh, articles of impeachment. They're officially in the Senate now. Justice Kennedy came in. He swore them all. He swore all the senators in as jurors and uh, all that stuff. There's there's lots of ceremonial type of you know uh, stuff with that. I watched. I watched a little bit of it, not live, but I watched uh, the clips of uh, Justice coming into the Senate and taking the oath and administering the oath to the senators and all that jazz. Uh, and then just before I sat down, I actually... Trump uh, has selected his, his defense team. And uh, what was it, CNN? Was it, no, it wasn't CNN that I was watching. It was either Fox or MSNBC. They were commenting on, on the people that Trump has selected. And apparently, Trump wanted to get defense attorneys in there that have, quote, TV time. And so they they talked a little bit. This is what news stations do, apparently. uh, If if you try to chime in and, and watch the political news stations, they talk hours and hours on end about impeachment and stuff like that. I don't know how. I don't know how you keep it interesting. I don't know how you get ratings off that. And I don't know who watches it endlessly either. I really, I don't. I can, I can watch clips of it. I can watch bits and pieces of it. When the impeachment trial goes underway, I'll probably watch it just out of morbid curiosity. But uh, the, Trump's defense team, they're saying Trump wanted TV experience on there. And they went off on a tirade about, about why. And I'm like, it's pretty fucking simple why Trump wanted TV experience on his defense team. Because... People who are going to watch, you're either one of two types. You're either the, the, the anti-maga, this guy needs to go and this is going to get it done. You're fully sold in and you think that something significant is happening right now. Or you're the full-on MAGA support about how this is going to get dropped. Or you're me, who believes that it's going to get dropped Not that it's significant in in either case. Uh, I'm not pulling for it getting dropped or anything like that. I'm I'm trying to be unbiased in it, but I I believe that this is all fluff and theater and, and useless and a waste of time. I've made that clear time and again. So why wouldn't Trump want TV experience on there? It makes sense. Because he appeals to the audience. He appeals to the reality TV. He re- he appeals to that and in Trump's mind, he's going to win over the American people or at least he's going to resolidify his own base by having strong defenders in his corner and and strong defenders in his case are people that look good on TV. Simple as that. Simple as that. So this is the crap that we're getting ready. To, this is the showdown that we're getting ready to have. There's not much more to talk about on impeachment. We've talked about the articles. We talked about what they are. We're just waiting for this to happen now, and it's a process. (laughs) So that's where we stand. So, guys, that's going to do it for me for this week. I thank you for stopping in and listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please like, share on social media, retweet it, share it with your buddies, share it with your friends. Check out the Patreon page if you think you might want to become a contributor of sorts. You could be in my FritzCast Hall of Fame. More on that later. You can follow me on Twitter at FritzQS. Facebook.com slash the FritzCast. FritzCastPodcast at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with me directly. Remember, I love you guys. Have a good weekend. Have a good week. And I'll see you or rather, I will talk to you next week.